The world is always on. But you shouldn't be. Put junk sleep to bed. At Mattress Firm's Black Friday Now Sale, save up to 60% on Sealy with Queen Mattresses starting at $279.99. Talk to a sleep expert today and unjunk your sleep. G'day everyone, Lauren Cress here. Welcome to episode two of season six of the Purpose Driven Podcast. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're keeping safe. Uh, the world is still chaotic. <laughs> The world is ever-changing, so today I wanted to talk about adaptability, but specifically in relation to our careers because career adaptability has actually been shown to help us have more career satisfaction, to get more promotions, and to experience more success in the way that we want our lives, both personally and professionally, to look. So... I want to talk a little bit about that today, but before we get into that, I'd like to take a moment to acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. I pay my respects to elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples living and working on the land today. So, okay, well, firstly... Um, how are you doing? How are you doing? How is life going? If you're in Sydney, if you're in Melbourne, if you're in the States, uh, with the Delta variant of COVID, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff going on that we thought was behind us. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to start this podcast with a little bit of like a question of a check-in, you know, last week I was talking about sort of ways that we can cope, um, things that I've found helpful anyway. And, uh, actually straight after that, uh, I was speaking with an Uber driver and I was talking about how I kind of, you know, I mentioned on the podcast, how I saw like, you know, it's kind of like where, um, we're fighting a war, except we get to like stay at home and watch Netflix. And, um, the driver ended up telling me this, like, incredible and horrific story about his life like he had um been living in Beirut in Lebanon during the uh civil war and he told me a story about how he was living underground for six months with 50 other people and how they basically had like a very short period of time each day where they could go out and get uh you know the things they absolutely needed for the day uh, before Beirut would get bombed. So it would get bombed between like 12 p.m. and 5 a.m. every day. And so during that time they had to stay underground and he was living like that for six months. And I really appreciate him telling me that story. I think uh, it's pretty – it just really helped me to contextualise things, you know, Um, and from hearing that story, I've also been talking to other people about, you know, things they've been through or things their parents went through, how they ended up in Australia as well, you know, how um, Australia was kind of like their way out of living in some really horrible conditions. And when we look around and see what's happening in the world, like 
we've all seen what's been happening in Afghanistan and in other parts of the world. I just feel incredibly, incredibly grateful to be in this country. And like I said last week, I've just been keeping my eyes on like the vaccination rates. (laughs) That's all I'm looking at now is like how protected is everyone and um, also looking at, you know, what's coming out about protecting us even further in the future as um, things continue to change and evolve, um, which is kind of the theme for today's podcast. So I guess one thing I want to talk about a little bit is like, I don't know, this theme keeps coming up in my mind of like the idealist versus the pragmatist. You know, I have, I feel like, you know, you know how you have like the angel on your shoulder and the devil on your shoulder. I feel like I have, you know, the idealist on one side and the pragmatist on the other. And um, <laughs> they they can be in conflict sometimes. And also when I am in conversations with other people, I find this coming up a lot. So the idealist, you know, wants to envision a future where everything's completely okay or everything's back to the way it was before. And I think in for many of us in Sydney, in Melbourne, um, for a lot of listeners to this show, we probably have had a lot of things in our life that feel like they've been taken away from us. You know, so unlike the story I was just telling you about the Uber driver I spoke to and unlike other people that I've um, had the privilege of getting to know in my life who've overcome incredible obstacles and have this amazing amount of resilience. Actually, the other thing the Uber driver said to me was, he was like, I said, oh, so this is nothing for you, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, this is nothing. <laughs> this is nothing in comparison. He's like, you know, like it's a bit challenging, but like it's nothing in comparison to what I've been through you know, and I was thinking about that. And I guess like, I think that can, I think when we, you know, we all go through struggles and challenges um, in different ways and we all have different stories that we bring to where we are now, right? The, what got us here. Um, but there's this thing, there's this cognitive bias. And I think I've talked, I talked about it on a show a couple of episodes back, the last episode of season five, or is talking about like we have this bias of thinking that what we have is more valuable than what it actually is. So we, we value things that we have more than new things that we can acquire. And so that happens with like the privileges we've had in our life too, right? So we've been able to, for a lot of us, we've been able to have a like a lot of freedom and a lot of um, uh I guess, mobility in our lives, right? So lockdown is like there's a lot of loss there. I've lost the ability to go to cafes and sit down and hang out with my friends and like do, you know, do the normal things that I do in my day, right? We've ha- had all of this loss. Um, but it's also like from the perspective of having this incredible amount of privilege that we many of us may not have even realised were privileges, you know, or may not have realized we were so lucky to have. And I think about that in relation to what's happening now. And I kind of think like there's different attitudes we can have to it. So the idealist, the idealist attitude might be something that's a bit more like, well, in an ideal world, we should have, I shouldn't have to go and get a vaccine. I shouldn't have to go and wear a mask outside. I shouldn't have to go and I shouldn't have to restrict what I do. 
I shouldn't have to do all of these things, right? And I think this isn't like, I think this is actually the minority, but it's a loud minority um, of people who think that way. But that's sort of on one extreme of like, it is idealistic. It's sort of like, yeah, well, in an ideal world, sure. As long as your freedoms aren't impinging on anyone else's freedoms, you should be able to do whatever the fuck you want. But like, if it is impinging on other people's freedoms, then that's not really freedom. That's sort of like an abuse of power, right? And in the case of what we're going through now, uh, a pragmatic approach is going to be a lot more like, well, we'll all get out of this faster and be able to enjoy more freedoms if we just follow the, the basic things we need to do. Like we follow the health advice, we follow the science. So getting vaccinated, wearing masks, practicing social distancing, washing our hands, doing all the things we've been told the whole time. And so many people are doing that, right? Um, but this is actually the same with career. And like, this is why they kind of, I want to talk about career adaptability because there's also a thing with like what works for career progression versus what should work. And one of the conversations I end up in quite a lot with people is they go, but if I work hard, And if I do everything I'm supposed to do and I study and I learn and I, you know, develop myself and I do all of those things, then I should be able to get the job that I'm qualified for. But the reality is, is that's not necessarily the case, right? You can't necessarily just work hard in order to achieve success. And you want to understand the context of which you're trying to, like what you're trying to achieve, but in the context of what's happening in the world in order to make those decisions, to make informed decisions about what to do next. So there are people who are very qualified for jobs that don't really exist right now and may not exist for some time into the future. So for instance, like in the travel industry, in the tourism industry, um, there's a lot less work available than there once was. Um, for pilots, there's pilots who are, are working, um, doing sort of manual labor jobs instead of doing their job as a pilot because there's no not enough demand for their job. In an ideal world, we'd be like, well, there should be work for those people. But in a pragmatic world, it's like, how can I take those skills and use that to adapt? What's What am I going to do next? What am I going to do to change? And maybe the thing I need to talk about next is like what even is career adaptability? (laughs) I say like what 10 minutes into the episode. So career adaptability is essentially our willingness and ability to evolve, to change, to adapt, right? Um, We talk about adaptability in the context of um, evolution in science all the time, right? Like if you can adapt to the changing environment, you've got more likelihood of surviving. And that can be in the life of an individual and that can also be in the life of a species over time. And in terms of career, it's sort of similar, right? Like, except it's not just about our ability to do it. Can we change? It's also what's going on psychologically. Are we willing to lean into that? Are we willing to... um, take on board changes that we might not necessarily be happy with in order to 
take the necessary actions that are going to lead us to the results that we want. And maybe there are also results that aren't exactly what we want. You know, so again, it comes down to balancing the idealist and the pragmatist. An idealist might say, well, sure, I'm willing to change, but I'm only willing to change if I can get, you know, X, Y, Z result. A pragmatist might say, well, I'm willing to change and I'm also willing to adjust what my goals are because I'm looking around and I'm seeing what's happening in the world. And like I said, the benefits of doing that are that you do achieve more career satisfaction. You are more likely to get promoted. You are more likely to achieve success. But our attitude needs to be one where we're willing to experiment. And this is what I really like about this particular career development theory that I've been looking into quite a bit since I started learning about it in the course I'm doing, which is called happenstance learning theory. And you can look this up yourself. Um, But building a happenstance approach to work, which is sort of like taking things as they come and building that career adaptability has also been linked to um, a greater sense of well-being. But one of the big barriers to career adaptability, one of the big barriers to taking on an approach where you kind of essentially start taking actions even if you don't completely have a plan and you don't know exactly what's going to happen is that we're not necessarily conforming to the social and cultural norms that we were raised in. And this is going to be different for different people with different backgrounds, for different genders, for different families, for different histories, values, needs, all these kinds of things. There's all of these things that we've been exposed to as individuals that might make us more likely to want more certainty, to want be more resistant to change uh, and to want to also please others around us. So I think it's quite interesting to think about because in the context of what's happening in the world now, it's like social norms are kind of weird at the moment, right? Like uh, the social norms that we had two years ago are not the social norms that we have now. The things that we thought were uh, important are not necessarily the things that anyone thinks is important right now. You know, like for instance, to use an example that was widely publicized in Australia, um, someone had an engagement party and it became a super spreader event in Victoria, in Melbourne. And it went against the restrictions, it went against the rules. And unfortunately, um, it led to COVID spreading and Melbourne needing to go back into lockdown. But we would, in the general context, in Australian social norms, outside of COVID, we would say like an engagement party is a sign of success and it's a cause for celebration. And it would be not only socially acceptable, but celebrated as like that person is successful. Look at what they're doing by someone having an engagement party. We would be envious of that person. We would be looking at that person like, ah, they've got it together. But in the context of what's happening now, it's actually like seen as really bad by the majority of Australians going, how could someone do this, right? Um, I also I do feel bad somewhat for the person or for the people who chose to do this because I'm like there would be lots of people breaking rules um, and 
Melbourne in particular has been through so many lockdowns and I'm not making excuses. It's the wrong thing to do, but there would be people breaking the rules who didn't get the same amount of um, social shaming and backlash as these people were. Like it's unlucky. It was, I'm not condoning the the behavior, but it was unlucky. And I think that's, um, that's a whole other topic that we don't need to talk about today, but social norms have changed. And I think there's an advantage to this for us when we think about our career as well, because we may have up until the, you know, sort of COVID was a thing, felt like there was this pressure to to hit certain career milestones and this pressure to kind of like rush through uh, to get to a certain point in our career. So, We may have been working really long hours. We may have been making other sacrifices in our lives of things that maybe were actually quite important to us, but we were like, oh, this is in the short term. It's okay if I don't, uh, I'm not there for my kid's birthday or it's okay if I'm not there for that family celebration or it's okay if I'm not there for my partner because I really want to achieve this next career milestone. And now and in the last two years we've sort of had varying levels of pressure to rethink that and I think in Sydney and in New South Wales really like this lockdown is where I think it's hit a lot harder than previous lockdowns um in Victoria and in Melbourne I think there's been it's it's been longer you know, there's been more lockdowns, there's been less normalcy and less freedom. Um, but here in New South Wales, um, there was long periods of time where things felt pretty normal. And yes, I was in Queensland and I was in Wollongong, <laughs> but I have family in Sydney and I was visiting Sydney when I when I could, when I was allowed. And Sydney felt pretty normal. I was brought up in Sydney and, and it felt pretty normal to me. Um, so I think like, The thing is, is like there's some gifts, there's some silver linings that allow us to think about um, how we can redefine ourselves and reimagine ourselves and think about what we want our careers to look like, which I started talking about last week. So uh, I went and looked at, I found this really good article. I'll put a link in the show notes to um, an article by the Australian Institute of Management on career adaptability. And they essentially talk about four things we need to do to um, build our career adaptability um, skills. So the first thing they say is to prepare and take an interest in the future. And I would say like more so than that is like prepare and take an interest in what's happening now as well. So, um, looking at what's happening around us, looking at what's predicted in terms of coming out of COVID, but also, and I mentioned this on the show before, having a look at like wider issues that are affecting uh, people in our planet. So a really, really great resource is to check out the UN's uh, sustainability development goals for 2030 um, and start to get some inspiration from that. Because I think for a lot of us, particularly um, younger generations, but I think for everyone, um, there is a growing interest and 
an awareness of the urgency of the things that need to change. So we, we're aware of climate impact. We're aware of the science of what's happening in the world around us. And we want to be using our working lives to improve things for, for people, for uh, things like human, uh, you know, inequality, like amongst humans, for animal rights, for marine life dying, for um, healthcare being available to everyone. So having a look at what's predicted for the future, I think, necessarily requires us to incorporate those SDGs, uh, those sustainability development goals, because that is our future. Um, And we need to not be too narrow-minded about what that looks like, because as we're starting to experience with COVID, the world can look very different very quickly as things that are outside of our control uh, start to impact our way of life. So this is almost like, I don't know, I have a very like different perspective on COVID and getting back to normal. Or maybe it's not that different, I don't know. My perspective is it's like, yeah, this is happening, but there's other things that are going to happen too. It's not just the pandemic and then the pandemic goes away and everything goes back to normal and everything goes back to the way we were living in the 90s and the 2000s and the 2010s because the world is heating up and that has a massive impact on the way things work. Also another thing to think about when taking an interest in the future, so I highly recommend also checking out the World Economic Forum, which I've also mentioned before, but is understanding like the fourth industrial revolution So um, Klaus Schwab, who founded World Economic Forum, he wrote a book, which is you can download for free um, on Industry 4.0 or the Fourth Industrial Revolution and understanding how that impacts the way the world of work functions and what's valuable to a future economy is important for everyone who plans to be working, uh, you know, within the next 10 years. You know, things are changing so, so fast. Um, So I think going back to this thing of like idealist versus pragmatist, it's like, sure, we can say, well, I want there to be demand for the work I'm doing. But when we look at the future, we might realize, especially for certain jobs, that there is no place for that or it's very, very competitive. Um, So understanding that, understanding what meaningful employment looks like for you in the future when considering not just your interests but also considering needs and values for yourself individually and also the collective. Um, And I think that there's been a focus on career development and our careers from the perspective of like what do you want in your life? And what I like about the Ikigai framework, which we've been through before, is it also – reminds us that we need to look at not just what we're interested in, not just what we love, but also what the world needs. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, delicious burgers, real moments together, and this. Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. 
come make it yours. Visit SixFlags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 on passes, plus daily tickets starting at $34.99. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a stuntman to do their home renovations. Just finished the new sunroom, Mrs. C. The best part is I used candy glass for all the windows, so you can do this and this. Doesn't hurt a bit either. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. And if you don't want to take the long way to the kitchen, the walls are breakaway too. See? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. Um, and I think that this approach <laughs> is both idealistic and pragmatic. Because on the one hand, we could say, well, it'd be really nice if we could solve all the world's problems by, you know, before before it, you know, becomes catastrophic. But the pragmatists would be saying, to a certain extent, it is already pretty catastrophic and we're a little bit in damage control and we're just trying to figure things out as we go. But I think from a um, from a personal perspective, like – if there's no hope, if there's no try, if there's no do, if there's no action, then it's sort of like quite bad for our sense of well-being um, and also it's not necessarily true. So there are things that are changing that are really, really great and there are initiatives that are making a difference and we can make a difference and if everyone thinks like that, then we'll see improvement. It's almost like the same with vaccinations. Like if every if everyone goes, I'm not going to get it, I'm going to wait and see, I'm just not going to get vaccinated, other people can get vaccinated. But if everyone does that, then we don't get out of this. We don't get out of COVID. But if the majority of people go, oh, yeah, like I'm one person, do I really make a difference? Okay, I'll just go get vaccinated. Then we get out of this, you know. Um, and it will probably be a staged thing and it will probably can, it's not a perfect solution and we'll probably have other things in our health advice continue to roll out. But it's the same with like any of the world's problems we're solving. If we're not contributing to solving the problem, we're kind of contributing to the problem itself. Um, there's a really great book by Sarah Wilson. She released, um, after 2020, like I think it was early 2021. So it included some of her response to COVID as well. It's called This One Wild and Precious Life. And she talks about a lot of that as well. It's quite an inspiring book. Um, it's sort of like, I guess, A Life in Our Planet by David Attenborough in the sense of it's there's some really great positive messages in there about what we can do, but it's also quite daunting in terms of um, what the problems are. But the reality is, is burying our head in the sand doesn't solve the problem. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't help. So this is what I like about the concept of career adaptability. This is what I like about the concept of happenstance learning theory is it's like action, take action, do everything you can. Don't just wait and see. Don't just keep planning. Don't just keep going to your whiteboard and brain brainstorming stuff and never actually taking action. Um, so if you're feeling stuck at the moment, if you're feeling like what I'm doing isn't working, like I've done this before. I've done this so many times. I'm like, this doesn't feel like it's working. Okay, I'm just going to bury my head in the sand for another three months and then see what happens. <laughs> and it's like, well, if I just would have not buried my head in the sand for three months, maybe I would be more ahead because I've still got the same problems to solve. For entrepreneurs listening to this, for business owners listening to this, like 
I think we have to wrestle with this a lot. You know, we have to um, look at ourselves and look at our business and look at our identity that like, cause we pour so much effort into the things that we do. Right. And a lot of people do that in their careers. Like we've poured so much of ourselves into something and we've invested so much of ourselves. I mean, we spend a third of our lives working. So it's a huge, huge investment. Like at time, we don't get time back. So we spend all this time studying and building our career and thinking our lives are going to be one way. And then when a recession hits, when something like this hits, like a pandemic, it can throw everything out the window or it feels like it does. But the pragmatist, the pragmatic approach is like, okay, but let's deal with the reality. Let's deal with the facts. I'm not going to catastrophize, but I'm also going to be realistic and I'm going to face this head on and I'm going to start taking actions that I believe my best guess, my hypothesis is, is that this is going to help me in some way, whether it's like retraining, which is what I'm doing, right? Like I'm, I'm studying at the moment. I'm like, my hypothesis is that studying within the context of counseling and career development, these are things that I can see there's going to be more and more need for. And that's what's been predicted. So it's worth me taking action and doing that. And if there's other things that emerge, other opportunities that emerge as a result of that, awesome. And then it's kind of like, I mean, I talk about all this time, uh, the time, right? Like it's experimentation. It's looking at, okay, I've tried this. Now, what do I think? What's the feedback? What are the conclusions I can draw? What can I learn? And if you've listened to my episode that I did around like embracing fluidity and having a growth mindset, that that's actually probably a good episode to listen to if you're struggling with this, which I think we all do at various stages in our lives, is going, I'm going to have to let something go. I'm going to have to let a few things go about who I thought I was or what I thought my life would look like. But it gives us space and room to adapt. The second point from the Australian Institute of Management is around this aspect of self-development about taking control over our personal success factors and it's sort of a little bit about what I've just been talking about so having a think about what can I do to grow what can I do to take control of this situation I what are the things that are in my control right we talked about this last week as well what can I do to grow as a person and we don't have to get it right 100% of the time I've I started courses that I never finished so two times I started studying a diploma of education years ago and I very quickly identified that it was not at all what I thought it would be. And I am also someone who identifies as a teacher. Like I love teaching. I tutored people when I was like 14, 15 years old. I think that's what lent me towards doing like the podcasting and the YouTube stuff. But when I started trying to sit through that diploma of education, I got the worst marks I've ever gotten in my life. Like I almost failed an essay and I'm someone who prides myself on being able to write relatively good essays in like a short period of time. And I was like, what's going on here? This is not the right fit for me. And I could have either got caught up in the identity of no, 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 I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going to be a high school teacher. I'm going to have this kind of job. I'm going to do this or go, there's some pretty clear indications right now that this is not the right thing for me. 
and there's lots of other things I can do in my life. And I am so glad that I let go of that. I'm so glad that I went, no, no, I've done one semester. This is not for me. Another thing I studied was I studied music. Um, So I went to AIM, not the Australian Institute of Management, the Australian Institute of Music, also called AIM, um, when I was 23. And I, I was like, yeah, like, you know, I've been playing music since I was five years old. Like, why wouldn't I get a performance degree? It's a great idea. This will be so much fun. And it was really fun. But I also started going, this isn't going to get me where I want to go. Do I regret that I tried it out? No, absolutely not. I'm so glad that I did that. But I recognized relatively quickly that it wasn't the right thing. Now, obviously, there's investments that go with like formal education. Um, So I ended up having a little bit more debt because of things I tried out. But in the scheme of things, fortunately, in Australia, education is relatively accessible if if you're a citizen, right? So Um, And I think if you've got PR as well. So for me, that worked. For other people, it might be a different way of experimenting. Like we have the internet. We can go on YouTube and search anything we want and see if it's interesting. Like that can be a really good place to start. Like if you're going, maybe I could retrain in marketing. Maybe marketing is something that I want to do. Like just start following people who are marketers. Have a look at the content that they share. Read a book about it. Do I like this? Am I interested in it or not? You know, And I think like having a window of time where you allow yourself to be curious um, is really important there. So what are the things, what do you have a guess? What do I, where do I think I want to go? Does the world need this? Yeah, the world really needs this. Maybe, maybe I want to go into like something completely different, right? I'll just start by reading a book, watching a video, watching a documentary. I don't have to start with formal education. That's just what I did because... I don't know. I guess I, I like formal education. <laughs> Maybe it's because I was a homeschooler when I was a kid. It's like a reaction. I wanted, I wanted the structure. Um, okay. Third thing is to remain open and curious to different roles and how you see yourself. So this is again, sort of that thing around embracing fluidity, right? Like, is it serving you to continue to see yourself in a particular way? So for me, for instance, like, I went through a phase where I really identified with the whole like business owner thing. Yeah, I'm a business owner. I'm going to like grow my business. It's going to be really successful. I'm going to like smash it, blah, 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 blah. There's things that I look back on from like a few years ago that I like cringe at. I'm like, really? Like, did I really go down that path? But that's okay. It's all part of the learning experience. So I saw myself a particular way. And when COVID first hit, that got absolutely shattered and I really struggled actually I had like these existential crises I think I mentioned it a few in a few episodes back then when that was happening I was kind of like far out like wow I I really thought like I was getting my business on track and now like I'm gonna have to refund people like what like what I can't operate I can't do the things I was going to do this year um but then I started to revisit how I saw myself I started thinking about well actually am I really this like go-getting entrepreneur is that who I am or and does that go away just because I have to refund people at the moment um what is it that is uh where do I want to go next and how can I see myself and how can I imagine myself in different ways and 
I think the biggest thing that I was able to do was start to decouple my identity from what I did for work. For me now, I kind of see like what I do for work as like a place where I get to play and make money and hopefully help a few people um, have better life. I definitely want that. Um, When I get like I've had a few um, messages and things from people from the last uh, few episodes that I've published and um and that's awesome for me. I'm like, yes, like if that makes it, if this makes a difference for one person, I'm so happy about that. Um that's very meaningful to me. But I'm also kind of like there's lots of ways that I can contribute and there's lots of things I can do and I'm not so hung up on uh having an identity in relation to my career. I think how I identify more now is like I'm I'm a scientist, I'm an explorer you know, and I want to try things out and I want to test things and then I learn from them and then I have new experiments that I run and then I see what happens. Um, And I think that's part of, again, what appeals to me about this happenstance learning theory and what appeals to me about career adaptability is kind of going, I identify as someone who's adaptable instead of I identify as someone who's a business owner. Um. So how can you get curious about how you see yourself? What does that look like for you? I think it kind of goes back to our values as well. What do we value? And it's going to be different for different people because for me, I am living on my own. I don't have kids. I My biggest responsibility is my cat who is now here. I'm very happy about that. Um, you know, so I've got that luxury. Other people don't have that luxury. People listening to the show, I imagine there's lots of people who aren't – it's very unlikely that people listening will be in exactly the same circumstance as me. But it's more thinking about what are all those things, what does that look like, and then how does that relate to the way I want to see myself. Um, I mean, I imagine for parents especially, like there's a role that you play as a parent and maybe that identity is really the priority, you know, and so your career and your work is kind of like – a way that enable a, a, an avenue to enable you to send your kids to a good school and to make sure that your kids have nutritious meals and um, to set a good example of like being able to show up to work and commit to something. You can tell I'm not a parent, hey, like I've got no idea. But that's not what this podcast is about. <laughs> um, and then the final thing is like back yourself. Like back yourself for a new role, back yourself for a career transition. If you're like, yeah, okay, sure. I was doing, I was a business owner, but you know what? Like actually for me in the type of um, stability I want and the issues that matter to me, it really would make more sense for me to go and work for someone else or it would make more sense for me to have one or two big contracts than for me to have lots of little ones. Or it would make sense for me to retrain and go back to study and I've got um, the opportunity to do that. Like one of the things that I think, again, like the biggest barrier is like if we think no one else has done this, no one else that I know has done this, like I don't know a 45-year-old who's gone back to university, can I really do that? It's like have your back. And one thing that I find really helpful is like what would you say to someone you – deeply care about who you want to inspire 
what would you say to your child? What would you say to your sister? What would you say to your brother? What would you say to your best friend? You know, what, what would you tell them if they weren't backing themselves in making a career transition? And then apply that to yourself. I think I've said that a few times on the show before. Like if, if you're not sure, if you don't have your back, if you don't think you're good enough, think about what you would say to someone else who's saying those same things. Um, so they were the four kind of tips. And I'm just going to pull up that article now. The name of the article, by the way, is Adapt or Die, Why Career Adaptability is Vital to Your Success. Quite dramatic. They also have this bullet point list on the article on like how you can increase your level of career adaptability. Um, so they've got like some actions that you can do. And I thought I would quickly read these out because we, we, I want to leave you on the note of like taking action. If you're not sure, build momentum. It's okay to make a mistake, you know, and, and consider that risk in relation to everything else. So like for me, I was able to, with the career development course that I'm doing, the whole career development course with like Commonwealth supported assistance was like, I think it was like $1,900. So I was like, well, either way, it's like, I'll just have a crack because it's not a super expensive course. It's going to help me develop as a person. Turns out I'm like, this is the best course I've done. This I've been the most engaged, the most interested. I'm actually reading the textbook. I never read the textbook. I, I bought the next one. I can't wait for it to come. I'm like, I love this. And I didn't think I was going to necessarily love it when I looked into it. I was like, that looks cool. That looks like a cool course. I'm like, I love this course. I'm so, so happy that I'm doing it. And I'm getting so much out of it that I thought I wouldn't, you know, so I'm, it's $1,900 very well spent for me. Um, okay, so to increase your level of career adaptability, the Australian Institute of Management says, think about your future and what it will be like. Identify how your choices today will shape your future. Have positive expectations of the future. Plan how to achieve specific goals. Anticipate the changes you'll need to make. Be persistent and patient. Consider many varied alternatives. Be curious about new opportunities. Learn new skills. Be optimistic about different roles and opportunities. Overcome obstacles. Probe deeply, especially into yourself. Know and be true to your personal beliefs. Learn about your decision-making tendencies and learn how to make better decisions. Count on yourself, not others. Direct your own future. Do what's right for you and your family and take charge of your future. Now, reading that list is interesting because a couple of times they've talked about being positive and being optimistic. Now, I think how I interpret that is to give yourself the benefit of the doubt and to give yourself the same goodwill you would give to someone else. I think that what we tend to see is a focus on the negative. We tend to see a focus on self-criticism and judgment of self. And you go, oh, I'm not good enough to do that. I don't think I could learn that. I don't think I could go back to, you know what? Surprise yourself. And that's where I think experimentation is maybe a more realistic approach than be just being optimistic. It's very hard to um, just be optimistic. 
But thinking of it like, and I mean, if you can, sure, awesome. I, I kind of, appro- a, a, I, I prefer like a realistic, um, I, I prefer being realistic, but I guess I can't help but be positive. I'm just someone who's relatively positive about things, probably because I've been brought up in a very like privileged society and things have been relatively easy for me in lots of ways. Um, but I think having a go, it doesn't require any judgment either way. Like it doesn't help us to go, I'm going to be bad at this. So I may as well not try it. It's like, well, what do you have to lose? Do you want to try it? Try it. See what fits. We've got, we've got this time now. So how can we use it to our advantage? Uh, One of the other things I really like on this list is the idea of like counting on yourself and not others. So I'm a big believer in that. If I don't like putting things in other people's hands, I don't like putting things on like, I'm relying on this client for me to be successful. I'm relying on this person to make sure that I have a job in a week's time. I I think that's part of what drives me towards the self-employment, you know, or having lots of different opportunities on the boil at any one time is because I know how easily things can fall through. And if you've got all your eggs in one basket, that can feel a bit scary. But at the same time, if you have your eggs in too many baskets, that can also be problematic as well. Um, Okay, so I'll put the link to that article in there. I mean, some of those things, they're like lifetime (laughs) lessons that like there's lots of actions that we can take around knowing and being true to our personal beliefs um, and probing deeply, especially into ourselves. I think they're things that we always do Um, and in some cases it might be really helpful to like talk this out with someone so if you see a counselor if you see a therapist if you see um, a coach if there's someone that you can bounce these ideas around to kind of go I want to think about myself in a different way I want to explore new opportunities Um, you know that's great that's great if you can if you can talk to someone I'm very excited to be able to be doing that very soon. I'm not a qualified career practitioner yet. I will be in six months time if all things uh, go well. But I have started doing some um, consultation with people who want to uh, sort of throw these ideas around as well. So if that's of interest to you, um, feel free to reach out to me and connect with me. Just know that I'm not yet a qualified career practitioner, but I know some people have been finding it really helpful to just have like a one-on-one chat with me. Um, All right, we're at the 45-minute mark. So I think that I'll kind of leave things there. Um, I'm not sure exactly what we'll be talking about next week, but I plan to continue doing this weekly for now. Uh, So until then, I hope you stay safe. I hope you stay protected, um, that you are taking good care of yourself and doing everything you can to make sure that you are emotionally, mentally and physically well. And until next time, remember that stepping into your power will make the world a better place. Talk to you soon. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a drama coach to be an IT guy. Yeah, I'm having trouble logging in. I'm not buying it. Say it again, this time with feeling. I can't log in? Come on, man. I want to feel your struggle. 
But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Now, like your life depends on it. I can't log in. Yes, we'll make an actor out of you yet. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today.